0: Well hello, hey, how are you doing? It's Tina Constant here from Waffle Free Storytelling and uh, we're full of storms here in the northeast of Scotland, so we're jumping right into this week's story and it's called The History of War. Now, central to the story is a stone. A stone that many people thought was a myth. Osara always thought it was. She had heard the stories about this piece of blue-green stone that, according to legend, had passed hands thousands of times over thousands of years. As legend has it, the stone was forged in the core of the earth by Gaia herself. She created it layer upon layer. Every angle, every color, glimmer and edge was specific to her design. The result was a perfectly smooth stone that looked, if you're the one to look at the clouds and sea dragons, (laughs) it looked like a heart. Now, according to the legend, Gaia put the stone in the path of an oracle who took it to her own heart and watched over half the world for as long as she lived. When the oracle died, she handed the stone to her granddaughter, who grew to be the greatest healer of her time, and when she died, she handed the stone to her son, who rose up to become a king of the lands and all the oceans. It seemed that whoever had the stone found greatness in one way or another. As a result, its reputation grew, and people who coveted greatness came looking for it. And when a lot of people look for and desire one single thing, War becomes inevitable. Kings and queens rose up their armies against each other to get the stone for themselves. And so it was through the ages, the stone passed hands. War after war, battle after battle, the stone became a symbol not of greatness, but of power. And because you have lived on this planet for a while, you know the sweet call of power to the demented and the broken and the evil and the maniacal. (laughs) The wars, they got bigger and more devastating as the stone was fought for and won and fought over again. What Osara didn't know was that the stories and all the legends were true. Gaia had forged the stone, but it was entirely against the advice of the gods. Humans will fight over dust and mud, they said to her. To give them anything with any perceived value is a madness. But Gaia eh, was a stubborn sort, (laughs) and she did it anyway. I have my reasons, was all she said, and she would say no more. And so, with the gods looking on, pretty much saying, I told you so, (laughs) Gaia watched the world, and how it changed and shifted, and how imbalance and chaos grew, all because of this stone. Finally, there came a point where the gods intervened. But Gaia held them off, saying, no, the world swings. What goes up must come down. What goes bad will become good. Watch how a peach rotting in the ground will give birth to a new and blossoming tree. The stone simply needs to find the right hands. And so the gods agreed to give Gaia three more centuries. If the tide did not turn, they would obliterate the human race and start again. And so Gaia agreed, and she watched. She watched the rot seep into the earth. She watched evil sink into the mud, and she watched ugly, ugly power take root. All through this time, the stone kept passing hands until it landed in a glass case in a castle surrounded by a moat and half an army. The only people allowed into the room was the king, the queen, and the parliament of that land. And even then, they were only allowed in during their grand debates. The only other person allowed in was a housekeeper. Now, she had witnessed with her own eyes how the leaders of her land changed in the stone's presence. So on a day when a new war was being planned, the housekeeper reached into the box and removed the stone. She put it in her pocket and she fled the castle. Knowing the king and the queen and all their army would hunt her down, she left the country and all the lands and she travelled half way across the world. As she travelled, she used the stone to draw circles in the sand, explaining the power, not of the stone, but of free and intelligent thinking, of kindness and of open-hearted connection. People started to find these circles and followed them until they found the housekeeper herself. She was a small, quiet woman with peace in her heart. Story of the stone and the housekeeper and drawings in the sand spread. Now, the housekeeper had no calling for power herself. She had no desire to rule or even to lead. All she wanted was a simple life in a calm and beautiful world. But no matter what she did, the people sought her out. At the start, the gatherings were peaceful and the conversations were rich. But the more the crowds grew, the more people attributed this new wave of peace to the stone. Once again, the reputation spread. People began to build shrines around the circles that the housekeeper had drawn. Those circles became temples. People travelled across the nations to join what had fast become a pilgrimage, from shrine to temple to shrine, all hoping to see the new saint. As the housekeeper had become known, as you can imagine, (laughs) the housekeeper was distraught. Desperate to dispel the myth of the stone, she climbed to the highest cliff she could find and she threw it back into the sea and back to Gaia. But Gaia wasn't ready to reclaim the stone just yet. There was still a little time before the gods took over. The stone still had a distance to travel. So Gaia left the stone to drift in the current. After a few years it landed on a beach. It lay buried for a while, and was then washed back to sea over and over, until today. The day Osara, just ten years old, and only just noticing how the world was, found herself on a beach near where she lived. It was on this day that Osara saw the stone between the reeds, It reminded her of all the stories she had heard around the campfires about Gaia and her battle to stop the gods obliterating humans from the earth, about the human battles to own the stone, about the housekeeper, about it all. (laughs) So with great delight, she picked up the stone and she held it in her hand. And Gaia, with the gods by her side, watched. Osara was born to two ordinary people in these troubled times. But despite the fear and the worry that she witnessed every day, she had a full heart and a gentle soul, deep curiosity and limitless joy. She saw rainbows in butterflies and miracles in sunrise and the truth in every face. Gaia and the gods watched Osara hold the stone and put it to her heart. And while all was still, Gaia whispered in the wind. And because Osara was used to hearing stories in the breeze, she heard Gaia and she smiled. For a moment, the noise in the world went quiet and Osara knew her reason for being. And Gaia smiled too. Now you'll see, she said to the impatient gods, The right hands are holding the world. Now, now there's hope. Hey, yeah, let's hope. (laughs) We've got some beautiful new generations taking on the world. And uh, hey, let's hope the whole planet in all of its glory and its beauty and humanity itself is in good and strong courageous faithful hands um, heavens knows history has made a mess of things so <laughs> it's kind of about time we learned right <laughs> oh man right wherever you are um, have a beautiful and splendid day uh, hug all the people you love and uh, take time out to just feel the wind on your face um, and drop around www.tinaconstant.com I forgot for a minute. (laughs) Uh, That's constant with a K. And hey, I'd love to see you around the fireside. So if you're not getting weekly emails from me with little updates here, there and everywhere, um, join the fireside. It'll be really good to see you there. Alright, have a beautiful and a splendid day and I will see you next time for more random tales from the Waffle Free universe. (laughs) Bye-bye now.